Okay guys, welcome to Make It Stack episode 9. I am your host, Will Waterhouse. So today's podcast is just going to be about understanding your defined contribution pension, also known as a DC pension. So if you're a millennial like me, chances are you'll have been automatically enrolled into a DC pension where a proportion of your monthly salary alongside an employer contribution is invested. Now, contributions are siphoned away into a retirement account, a pension pot, which is sometimes not even known by the individual due to lack of engagement. Um, Now, some individuals have been known to think that their money was held in a vault in Switzerland because they've received documentation from Zurich in the post, um, and by Zurich, I mean the pensions and insurance company. Um, you know, all jokes aside, uh, your money isn't held in a vault in Switzerland. Um, your money is invested, and uh, this tends to be invested into funds which have exposure to shares, bonds, and other alternative investments. And these are held by an investment platform. So you may be asking yourself the following questions. So what does my pension consist of exactly? Two, I have multiple pensions. Uh, what should I do with them? Three, how risky is my pension? And four, what will my pot be worth at retirement? So yeah, this podcast is um, going to hopefully demystify DC pensions and to raise a few key questions you can make Uh, a few key decisions you can make which could change the quality of your life and retirement. And that that is kind of what it's all about, really. It's about improving the quality of your life and those around you that you love. So first of all, what is a default strategy? Now, a default strategy is the fund that you get automatically enrolled in when you start a new job. So the composition of the strategy depends on the decision taken by your employer in conjunction with the investment platform. Uh, and ju- just to give a bit of disclosure, I am currently uh, invested in the default strategy. So I have not sort of done a DIY approach for my for my, for my current workplace pension. Uh, now, most default strategies, and mine included, will follow a lifestyling structure, um, which determines how your fund is comprised. And this changes over time and takes account of the number of years to retirement. And what what uh, what tends to happen is that at the early stages of your career, when you're uh, further away from retirement, you tend to be fully invested into uh, global equities. And as you get older, you tend to um, switch into more of a diversified growth uh, fund, which has more of a more of a sort of multi-asset exposure to equities, bonds, um, and other sort of alternative assets. And uh, as you approach retirement, you start to rotate into fixed income assets like bonds and cash. Um, but this this does depend on, on the scheme. Some employees will have a higher sort of appetite for risk than others. Um, so yeah, let's just break it down. So 20 years from retirement, Generally speaking, um, you're invested fully in equities uh, because these tend to display higher long-term growth characteristics. 
And because you have a long time to retirement, if the market were to crash, you'd have ample time for your pension to recover any losses. Um, generally speaking, between 20 and 10 years to retirement age, you yeah phase out of equities and diversified growth funds, also known as DGFs. DGFs invest in a wide variety of asset classes and display lower volatility than equities generally. Uh, these, in theory, should add some stability to your pension pot. Uh, and as I alluded to previously, in the last 10 years to retirement, um, you start to rotate into fixed interest bonds. Uh, bonds are less risky because bondholders are paid interest before shareholders. Uh, furthermore, bonds are also more contractual in nature um, as they provide uh, future cash flows that, that, are, that are certain or at least predetermined. So this is ideal for the investor who's approaching retirement and looking to de-risk. Um, and at retirement age, uh, cash can form around 20% of the allocation, uh, as this will provide the individual with instant liquidity that can serve as retirement income and is not subject to market risk. That is to say that when you hold cash, it doesn't matter what happens to the stock market, your cash will hold its value. Um, however, please note that cash has a very low rate of return and will likely not keep up with inflation. As I'm sure you'll have seen, the interest rate on your savings account is likely 1% on a good day uh, per annum. And uh, inflation is, um, well, it's pushing 3%. And uh, this will likely carry on increasing um, with, with the news that's, that's coming out. Um, so... Lifestyle strategies, uh, yeah, as I said before, they can differ substantially. So it's important to say that there is no optimum lifestyle strategy as, as each person's ability and willingness to take risk will differ. And so a lifestyle strategy, take a one-size-fits-all approach that tries to satisfy the average member's preferences. So that's really important. So just because you're in a default strategy it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be taking the right level of risk. You might be taking slightly too much risk. You might be taking, taking slightly too little risk. So it's down to you as the member to kind of have a think about this and, and decide whether that is aligned with your own investment philosophy. Um, so, yeah, just to give a bit more colour on that. So, for example, the default strategy that I'm invested in has at least a 25% equity allocation. Um, uh, let's have a look here. Yeah. So, yeah, 25% equity allocation for the entire lifestyle up, into, up to and including retirement. And that that is a higher risk profile, especially in the latter years, compared with other default strategies that I've seen that completely rotate out of equities, you know, 15 years before retirement. So do you have multiple pensions with different providers? So yeah, if that's the case, um, which it probably will be as people tend to work multiple jobs these days, you'll have different pension pots uh, invested in different assets and they'll probably be held with different providers. And um, what you can do now is what's called consolidate your pensions. That is to transfer them all under one roof, um, which will allow you to um you know 
manage your investments more efficiently and you might even benefit from lower charges. So it's important for you to look into that. So how much do I contribute? So yeah, full disclosure here. Um, I do like full disclosure because it is a way of legitimizing the tips you're providing. So, you know, why bother listening to anyone if they aren't walking the walk, shall we say? So uh, my pension personally is held with Aviva and total contributions from me and my employer combined is equal to about 16% of my gross salary. So I'm lucky that my employer has a generous arrangement where they match my contributions, but they double match over 5%. So I contribute 7%, meaning that my employer contributes an additional 4%. So, um, so 9% in total from my employer. So yeah, check with your employer to see if there's any double matching facility. And if that is the case, make sure you're taking advantage of that because your future self will thank you for it. So where is my pension invested? So uh, this is invested in uh, two funds. So Elgin Future World Fund, which is a developed market uh, sort of passive equity fund that targets uh, particular companies with value and um quality characteristics i think that there's also a screen on um sectors such as controversial weapons furthermore i'm also invested in the blackrock emerging markets fund as well um with yeah again these funds have an emphasis on esg environmental social governance factors which which i'm happy with so um I don't see any need for me to change that. Uh, and as an investor, you should never try and fix something that isn't broken. Uh, sometimes doing nothing is is optimal. Uh, so what are the implications of risk on my final pension value? So I had a look on the Eviva platform and it has a useful tool which shows how my pension is projected to evolve up to retirement age, assuming my monthly contributions continue. Um, and... You can basically run different simulations uh, using the low low risk current fund, which is sort of medium to high risk and a high risk projection. And um, you can then see the likely ranges of values. So low risk, the likely ranges of values range from uh, about 220 to 270,000. But if, but if uh, in the high risk scenario, it's more like 460k to 720 which has a lot more dispersion but the average is a lot higher than the lower risk so again it's important to note that taking too little investment risk can seriously compromise final pension values and ultimately the level of income you can expect to have in retirement so let's just sum up what we've said here so what what are your calls to action so Check your current contribution level and see if you can benefit from more generous contributions from your employer. Secondly, look at your own pension fund and see what you're invested in. If you're not 100% invested in equities and have at least 20 years to retirement, I would strongly consider increasing your investment risk. Having said that, I'm, I'm not um, 
you know, this is not consumers' financial advice. And then lastly, if you have legacy pensions from previous employers which aren't suitable for you, consider transferring them to your current pension uh, to aid monitoring and portfolio management efficiency. So yeah, all views are my own. Um, this should not be regarded as financial advice. Uh, and if you're unsure of making any investment decision, please contact a professional. But hopefully uh, you've enjoyed the podcast. My name is Will Waterhouse and thanks for listening.